Hello everyone, I'm jumping on a minute early just to do a quick audio check before we get started. And we sound good. And we sound good. However, I am on a minute early. The short said 8.30. So, we shall wait a moment. People should have gotten the notification, but we don't want to be accused of shooting early. There we are, 8.30. Welcome, everyone. Solo special numero dos. Dose, not dos. <laughs> Dose. We are talking, as promised, the federal indictment of Donald Trump. Now, before we dig into this, I want to make one thing crystal clear based on some of the comments that we received on the short today. Number one, this is not a pro-Trump podcast. Number two, this is not an anti-Trump podcast. Um, it always, it doesn't irk me. What's the word I'm looking for? It always surprises me how quickly people judge us based upon a little less than 60 second clip. And they've already made their minds up. And we always laugh about it because it's like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> I think there was one comment where it was talking about how like, oh, you know, your man, Joe Biden. It's like our man, Joe Biden. We did a whole podcast where, granted, we tried to be nice, but we gave his presidency an F across the board. I think one thing he got a D on because we were being nice. But put that out of the just want to put that out there real quick before we dig into this. The other thing, it's in the description, but people don't read. So one of the other things we've been uh, sort of what's the word I'm looking for? I'm having a brain fart. One of the things we've been accused of is cherry picking or saying that we're going to spin this. Like, first of all, I'm reading the text, but if you want to call me out on it, there's a link in the description that will take you to a digital copy of this exact indictment. I printed out the indictment that I've got a link to. This is the one and only indictment. It's a copy of the original indictment. So I highly encourage you to read it for yourself like I did. I am not going to be reading through the entire indictment for two reasons. One, that would be insanely boring. And two, there's a lot of repeated language in this, like there is in most legal documents for <laughs> case in point. Check out the time. I thought it would be a good idea to read you guys the proposed Restrict Act, or the bill, rather, but it would have been the Restrict Act. The Restrict Act. Um, that was very, very awful. But... I do have, and there's a lot of highlights I want to go through and touch on, and we'll kind of discuss, and I highly encourage you, particularly if you disagree with what I'm saying, to say so in the comments, and we'll just have a conversation. But we'll get started. So page one of the indictment just lays out the general allegations. I'm not going to read number one of the introduction because everybody knows what this is. It's just saying that Donald Trump was president, and during that time, he had access to classified information. That's all it says. Now, number two, and I quote, Over the course of his presidency, Trump gathered newspapers, press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photographs, official documents, and other materials in cardboard boxes that he kept in the White House. Among the materials Trump stored in his boxes were hundreds of classified documents. Thus far, don't have a problem. Just stating the facts. I'm sure every president does this. Now, actually, 
Trump may have had a defense here had it not been for some of the later times. It's like, yeah, we th there were some in boxes. I didn't know. But as we'll see later in the indictment, that's the other thing I wanted to say. This is an indictment. This is not necessarily a statement of facts. This is a statement of facts as laid out by the prosecution that are saying these are facts. They have yet to be proven in a court of law. So keep this in mind. Now, I will say this. If even half of the evidence put forth in this indictment is legitimate, it's going to be a very uphill battle for Trump. I'm not going to say that he can't win this case. I just... Ooh, it's pretty damning. But anyway, so point number three. The classified documents Trump stored in his boxes, including information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign, foreign relations, the safety of the United States military, and human sources, and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods. Now, before we get much deeper into this, we've already seen it in the comments. You know, well, what about Hillary? What about Joe Biden? I agree. What about Hillary? What about Joe Biden? I think, now, to be fair, I think Joe Biden, you can pretty well chalk up to not even negligence, just incompetence, because I'm pretty sure it was something like, Somebody hands Joe Biden a box and he takes said box. He probably didn't even ask what was in it. With Hillary, it's a little bit more cut and dry in terms of uh, bad intent. Because when it happened, and I still ask this question today, when it comes to Hillary Clinton is, explain to me why a Secretary of State would need to have classified information, or really any governmental information, classified or no, on a private server. Now, at one point, I know she claimed that it was all personal stuff, but first of all, her, it was all destroyed. I believe her lawyers did it, but it was at her, it was at her direction regardless. And then some of the files were found on Anthony Weiner's computer. So we don't know everything she had, but we know some of what she had. Why the deflection to Clinton? I'm not sure I understand what you're asking, Larry. I'm talking about how these things are kind of related. But if you want to, I want to make sure I understand your question, Larry. Are you asking why I'm bringing up Clinton? Uh, there's a little bit of a delay, so I'll keep going for a second, but I'll look for your response and address it then. I'm not trying to ignore everybody or anybody. Yeah, I know, Larry. Well, thanks for joining the show, but I just, can you clarify your question for me? You're asking, are you asking why I'm bringing up Hillary Clinton? So item number, item number four in the indictment, at 12 p.m. on January 20th, 2021, Trump ceased to be president. Okay, I saw your yes. I'll read this and then get to your question. Uh, on January 20th, 2021, Trump ceased to be president. As he departed the White House, Trump caused scores of boxes. I'm curious as to how many. I know what a score is, but it doesn't give an exact number. Um, you would think that an indictment would be Maybe I'm wrong. If there's a lawyer, like you would think that an indictment would be clearer as to how many boxes. Maybe they want to leave it open-ended just in case there are more. But Trump caused scores of boxes, many of which contain classified documents to be transported to, Mar -a -Lago, to the Mar-a-Lago Club in Palm Beach, Florida, 
where he maintained his residence. Trump was not authorized to possess or retain those classified documents. Okay. So I'm going to go a little bit into this after I answer. So I'm bringing up Hillary Clinton as a sort of comparable thing. Now, later we're going to get into some of the differences, but that's why I'm bringing her and Joe Biden up. Because as of this point in the indictment, we're only talking about Trump having in his possession classified documents that he is allegedly unauthorized to have. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up now, but there is more. Now, it's worth noting that at the time this happened with Hillary Clinton, she was Secretary of State. She wasn't President of the United States, so she didn't even have the ability to declassify certain documents, whereas Trump did. And if you read, if you had read nothing else in the indictment up to here, my first thought would have been, well, maybe Trump did declassify some of this stuff. We don't know. Now, obviously, later in the indictment, it goes into where that is not necessarily the case. But as far as this goes, so thus far, they've established Trump was president. While he was president, he had in his possession many things, including classified documents and boxes. After he was no longer president, he had in his possession those boxes and moved them to the Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida, where he was, according to this, not authorized to have them. The indictment continues. And Larry, if you hopefully I answered your question. If not, let me know. Number five, the Mar-a-Lago, the Mar-a-Lago Club was an active social club, which between January 2021 and August 2022 hosted events of for tens of thousands of members and guests. After Trump's presidency, the Mar-a-Lago, the Mar-a-Lago, blah, 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 Mar-a-Lago Club was not, author- was not an authorized location for storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. That's an accurate statement. It would not have been an authorized location, even if the only way it would have been appropriate was if all the documents had been declassified. Nevertheless, Trump stored his boxes containing classified documents in various locations at, at the Mar-a-Lago Club, including in a ballroom, a bathroom, and a shower, an office space, his bedroom, and a storage room. Now, I want to make, I, I kind of, I, I encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and, and or reading the indictment, I want you to kind of, in your mind's eye, take names out of this, because I've noticed one of the big things here is that there's the pro-Trump camp who just cannot believe that Trump would ever No need to apologize, Larry. But um, so when you're reading this indictment, I want you to kind of pretend that we're not talking about Trump. I want you to pretend we're talking about just any former president and then kind of base your opinion on that. Because like I said, there's there's the sort of pro-Trump camp that no matter what Trump does, he's a victim. He's never done anything wrong, never will do anything wrong. He's the second coming, all that. And then there's the opposite side, which is... Trump coughed, therefore he's spreading diseases, that kind of camp. And it is worth noting, we've said this before on this podcast multiple times, you cannot rationally deny that Donald Trump was under more, I would argue, more scrutiny than any other president ever before he was even sworn in. Like, even when he was just candidate Trump, the media just decided, the media and the left, just decided that this man was the devil and nothing he could ever do would be considered good. I don't think you can rationally argue that. If you want to, you can try, but I would like you to tell me one news source other than maybe Fox News that treated Trump with a degree of even civility, much you know, much less a degree of 
reverence, because excluding Fox News. Okay, so our, uh, number six on the indictment. On two occasions in 2021, Trump showed classified documents to others as follows. So this is item six. Are you saying OAN Newsmax? Okay, fair enough, The Blaze. Yep, you got it. I Would you consider those mainstream media sources, though? Legitimate question. Because I, I kind of still consider The Blaze a fringe. And I'll be honest, I haven't even heard of OAN or Newsmax. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, right, stream media. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So any of the big news outlets, I'm saying... Um, pretty much decided that Trump was the devil from day one. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so these are the two. uh, In July 2021, at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey, the Bedminster Club, during an audio-recorded meeting with a writer, a publisher, and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, Trump showed and described a, quote, plan of attack that Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. Trump told the individuals that the plan was, quote, highly confidential and, quote, secret. Trump also said, quote, as president, I could have declassified it and, quote, now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. So this is probably the piece of evidence, well, one of the pieces of evidence that really puts Trump in a bind. Because I've not heard this tape. I would assume they're not lying that they had the tape, though. So, But we'll just assume that it's true. And if it's not, that changes the whole nature of the case. But they're saying they have it. They're saying Trump knew he was being recorded because this is a meeting with a publisher. And in fact, when this, first, when this thing first broke and they just said Trump had classified documents, we did a podcast on that a while back. Um, I'd even said, I said, he probably took a bunch of documents because he's going to be writing a book or something. I would imagine a lot of presidents do that. I sh- I'm sure Obama took documents for a memoir of sorts. I'm sure George W. did. I'm sure pretty much every president has taken documents. I'm pretty sure a lot of presidents have taken classified documents, if we're going to be real. But Trump is right here saying that he knew he was in possession of classified documents that had not been declassified and that were still secret and he had unauthorized uh, he he was unauthorized to have them and was showing them to people who did not have security clearance which theoretically he didn't anymore Uh, and then in August or September of 2021 you would think that'd be more precise at the Bedminster Club Trump showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance a classified map related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get too close this one sounds a little fishy to me honestly because I'm it doesn't say this was an audio recorded so this might be testimony from said representative so this might be construed as he said she said which I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how firmly that would stand in court. The tape is the big one. Because even if Trump was found to have had this map in his possession, he could always just argue with like, well, I didn't show it to Well, I didn't show it to anyone. So food for thought there. Item seven. 
On March 30th, 2022, the Federal Bureau of Investigation opened a criminal investigation into the unlawful retention of classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago Club. A federal grand jury investigation began the next month. The grand jury issued a subpoena requiring Trump to turn over all documents with classification markings. Trump endeavored to obstruct the FBI. They are asserting this. I want to remind everybody this is not a statement of fact. This is a statement of charges. Larry, this is all planned. What do you mean, my friend? I think I know what you mean, but I just, I don't want to, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you saying that this was all planned by, I don't even want to say the current administration, but I, I guess, are you saying this was planned to set Trump up? Is that what you mean? Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Where was I? Trump endeavored to obstruct the FBI and grand jury investigations and conceal his continued retention of classified documents by, among other things, quote, suggesting that his attorney falsely represent to the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents called for by the grand jury subpoena, directing B, directing defendant Waltine Nauta, if I'm mispronouncing that, I apologize. Not really, I don't care. Maybe Nauta, but I'm going to say Nauta, because he's Nauta. <laughs> directing defendant Waltine Nauta to move boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump's attorney, the FBI, and the grand jury. C, suggesting that his attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the grand jury's subpoena. D, providing to the FBI and grand jury just some of the documents called for by the grand jury subpoena while claiming that he was cooperating fully. And, C, and E, causing a certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury falsely representing that all documents called for by the grand jury subpoena had been produced while knowing that, in fact, not all such documents had been produced. Going out on a limb here, but aren't D and E the same thing? This is why I hate legal documents, because D and E are the same thing. It's literally the same thing. So there's a grain of salt for everybody. Item eight on the indictment. As a result of Trump's retention of classified documents after his presidency and refusal to return them, hundreds of classified documents were not recovered by the United States government until 2022 as follows. A. On January 17th, nearly one year after Trump left office and after months of demands by the National Archives and Records Administration for Trump, I believe they are going to refer to the National Archives and Records Administration as NARA from here on out. Uh... For Trump to provide all missing presidential records, Trump provided only 15 boxes, which contained 197 documents with, class with classification markings. Again, this is just restating. B, on June 3rd, in response to a grand jury subpoena demanding the production of all documents with classification markings, Trump's attorney provided to the FBI 38 more documents with classification markings. C, on August 8th, pursuant to a court-authorized search warrant, the FBI recovered from Trump's office and a storage room at the Mar-a-Lago Club. 102 more documents with classification markings. I guess that's why they broke it down. This section is labeled Trump's co-conspiracy. Oh, I'm skipping this. So this is uh, just going over who uh, Mr. Nauta is. Defendant Nauta was a member of the United States Navy stationed as a valet in the White House during Trump's presidency. Beginning in August 2021, Nauta became an executive assistant in the office of Donald J. Trump and served as Trump's personal aide or, quote, body man. Nada reported to Trump, worked closely with Trump, and traveled with Trump. 
So the next section just goes over what the Mar-a-Lago Club actually is. And again, kind of restates the events. I'm not going to read this word for word. Like I said, you can uh, read the indictment for yourself. The link is, it's the first line in the description. The next section, which is essentially items 13 through 18, just goes over the definitions of classified information and what the different uh, classifications are, such as top secret, secret, or confidential. Again, this is just defining terms. So I'm not going to read this verbatim, but once again, feel free to read it at your leisure. There's another section that's the executive branch departments and agencies whose classified documents Trump retained after his presidency. You know, again, this just goes over more. This goes through the list of uh, documents. Well, I'm sorry. This goes through the list of organization to which, sorry, this goes through the list of organizations or agencies that Trump had documents pertaining to. I'll go ahead and read through them real quick, but I'm not going to define them for you. He allegedly still had documents, classified documents pertaining to the CIA, the def- the Central Intelligence Agency, the Department of Defense, or DOD, the National Security Agency, or NSA, the ja- the, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the National Reconnaissance Office, the Department of Energy, and the Department of State and Bureau of Intelligence and Research. So that, se- that section of the indictment just goes through those agencies and what they are. I read the list, but you can, again, read the whole thing at your leisure if you want to, but it's nothing... It's not that it's not important, but it's not something that it's not the meat of the matter. In my opinion. The next section, which is uh, items 22 and 23, just goes over some statements Trump has made in the past pertaining to classified information. Again, this is just trying to show that he's being a hypocrite. Um, But again, it's not the meat of the matter. So the next section, Trump's retention of classified documents after his presidency, starting with item 24. In January 2021, as he was preparing to leave the White House, Trump and his White House staff, including NATA, packed items, including some of Trump's boxes. Trump was personally involved in this process. Trump caused his boxes containing hundreds of classified documents to be transported from the White House to the Mar-a-Lago Club. Item 25, from January through March 15, 2021, Some of Trump's boxes were stored in the Mar-a-Lago Club's white and golden ballroom in which events and gatherings took place. Trump's boxes were for a time stacked on the ballroom stage as depicted in the photograph below, redacted to obscure an individual's identity. It does have a black and white copy of the photograph, but you can Google the originals. In March 2021, Nauta and others moved some of Trump's boxes from the White House. Sorry, this is item 26. In March 2021, NADA and others moved some of Trump's boxes from the White and Gold Ballroom to the Business Center at the Mar-a-Lago Club. Item 27. On April 5th, 2021, an employee of the office of Donald Day Trump, Donald Day Trump, labeled Trump Employee 1, texted another employee of that office, Trump Employee Number 2, to ask whether Trump's boxes could be moved out of the business center to make room for staff to use it as an office. Trump employee two replied, whoa, okay. So POTUS specifically asked Walt for those boxes to be in the business center because they are his, quote, papers. 
Later that day, Trump employee one and Trump employee two exchanged the following text messages. Trump employee two, we can definitely make it work if we move his papers into the lake room? Question mark. Trump employee one, there is still a little room in the shower where his other stuff is. It is only his papers he cares about? Question mark. There's some other stuff in there that are not papers. Could that go to storage? Or does he want everything on there? Or does he want everything in there on property? Trump employee number two. Yes. Anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes can definitely go to storage. Want to take a look at the space and start moving tomorrow a.m.? So here we have on record, allegedly, they they saying they have copies of these text messages. Now, at this point, Trump could still, without any more information at this point, Trump could still make the assertion that he was under the impression that everything had been declassified. It's an uphill battle, but it could have been done. But you'll see. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They have the audio recording of him saying he knew that some of these documents were classified. Plus, there's the whole issue of him refusing to turn over the documents when he was asked for them on multiple occasions. So, but now we have text messages. Oh my God, shut up, Eric. (laughs) He's joking, everyone. He's joking in the text thread. Larry, you disappointed me, man. Thought you were going to stick around. So we have text messages, and these aren't the only ones they have. We have employees working for Donald Trump who are actively talking about the documents and putting them in multiple places where they are apparently not supposed to be. They're not authorized to be on the premises. I'm curious what he means by the beautiful mind boxes, though. That's something Trump would say. Item 28, after the text exchange between Trump employee 1 and Trump employee 2 in April 2021, some of Trump's boxes were moved from the business center to a bathroom and shower in the Mar-a-Lago Club's lake room, as depicted in the photograph below. Again, we have a black and white copy of the photograph, but this image has been making the rounds. You can kind of see, but there have been people been making memes about this one. Then I'm skipping over item 29 because, again, it's just repeating itself and talking more about how accessible the Mar-a-Lago Club is. Item number 30, on June 24th, 2021, Trump's boxes that were in the lake room were moved to the storage room. This comes into play later, the storage room does. After the move, there were more than 80 boxes in the storage room, as depicted in the photographs below. Again, we have more black and white pictures. But again, you can Google these at your leisure as well as for those of you just joining us. If at any point you think I'm bullshitting or you want to go over one of the areas that I've skimmed through, there's a link. It's the first item in the description where you can view a digital copy of the indictment and read it for yourself. Continuing on, item 31. On December 7th, 2021, Nata, the other defendant, found several of Trump's boxes fallen and their contents spilled onto the floor of the storage room, including a document marked quote, secret rel to USA FVEI, uh, F-V-E-Y, sorry, 
which denoted that the information in the document was releasable only to the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance consisting of Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Nada texted Trump employee to, quote, I opened the door and found this. Nada also attached two photographs he took of the spill. Trump employee 2 replied, oh no, oh no, and I'm sorry POTUS had my phone. One of the photographs Nada texted to Trump employee 2 is depicted below with visible classified information redacted. Trump's unlawful retention of this document is charged in count 8 of the indictment. So again... So, let's just assume for a moment that this information was in fact still classified because Trump's going to make the case that it wasn't even though they have him on tape, according to the indictment, saying that he was aware he was in possession of secret documents that had not been declassified by his own words. This is a big fucking deal. Now, is it a bigger deal than Hillary Clinton having a private email server with a bunch of classified information classified information on it on a private server or is it a bigger deal than Joe Biden having classified documents in his garage we'll leave that for you to decide i think they're all a big deal frankly and i think in my perfect world i feel like there's two ways this should go one way would be and i don't i'm not holding my breath on this at all one way would be, look, I'm sure every president, through mistake or intent, has at some point been in possession of classified information that they weren't supposed to have. However, it's worth noting that Trump really wasn't in that much trouble until he refused and allegedly obstructed the, archive, the National Archives from getting these documents back. Had he just given them back, I think the media still would have made a hubbub about this, but there, I don't think there would have been a federal indictment had he just cooperated from the beginning. And then the other way to look at it, the other way I would, I think this should or could or ideally would go is they say, okay, in the interest of fairness, we didn't exactly throw the book at Hillary. Now, Biden is allegedly cooperating, but we're going to, you know, we'll dig into that. And if he cooperates, fine, whatever. Now, Donald, I feel like they got to give some kind of wrist slap here, but... I think if they offered him something where it's like, listen, just return all the stuff and not necessarily call it even, but we'll at least wait till after the election happens, whether he becomes president or not, then we can kind of revisit this. And then you get the whole like politician slap on the wrist. And then they say, not even for leniency, but just, we're going to call it, we're going to call it time served or whatever that equivalent is. Because again, Hillary didn't get in any trouble at all. Um, and they know she had classified documents. They just can't say. They just can't say for sure what she had because most of it was deleted. They only knew about it because of what they found on Anthony Weiner's computer right next to his dick pics. But I don't see that happening. So the other thing I would like to see is, yeah, absolutely. Take this to court. But I want charges against Hillary and Biden, too, if he refuses to cooperate or they find out that he had stuff that even he said he wasn't supposed to. I want prosecution across the board for anybody that does this. Now, something I was thinking about today, and I could be totally wrong on this one. There seems to be a lot of paper, and this shit is allegedly classified. 
but it's real easy to take paper documents. I'm just wondering, is this much paper actually necessary in this day and age? In the new millennium? I guess theoretically you can print out a digital confidential document, but anyway. So item 32. In May 2021, Trump caused some of his boxes to be brought to his summer residence at the Bedminster Club. This is the place in New Jersey. Like the Mar-a-Lago Club, after Trump's presidency, the Bedminster Club was not an authorized location for the storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. Item 33. On July 21st, 2021, when he was no longer president, Trump gave an interview in his office at the Bedminster Club to a writer and a publisher in connection with a then-forthcoming book. So this didn't surprise me at all, because remember, I even said in the earlier podcast he probably took a bunch of stuff for a book. Two members of Trump's staff also attended the interview, and they touched on this earlier, but which was recorded with Trump's knowledge and consent. Before the interview, the media had published reports that, at the end of Trump's term as president, a senior military official purportedly feared that Trump might order an attack on country A and that the senior military official advised Trump against doing so. Number 34. Upon greeting the writer, publisher, and his two staff members, Trump stated, quote, Look what I found. This was the senior military official's plan of attack, because they're not naming them. Read it and just show dot dot dot. It's interesting. Later in the interview, Trump engaged in the following exchange. Trump. Well, with the senior military official, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack country A. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look, this was him. They presented me with this. This is off the record, but they presented me with this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Writer. Wow. Trump. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. Pages long. Look. Staffer. Mmm. Trump. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Staffer. Laughter. Yeah. Trump. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Staffer. Mm-hmm. Trump. Except it is like... Except it is, like, highly confidential. Staffer. Yeah. Laughter. Trump. Secret. This is secret information. Look. Look at this. You attack and... And then it goes to another part of the exchange. Trump. By the way, isn't that incredible? Staffer. Yeah. Trump. I was just thinking because we were talking about it. And, you know, he said, quote, he wanted to attack country A and what? Staffer. You did. Trump. This was done by the military and given to me. Uh, I think we can probably, right? Saffer, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try. Trump, we'll, we'll have to try to, Trump, declassify it. Saffer, figure it out. Yeah. Figure out a, yeah. Trump, see, as president, I could have declassified. So this is very important. And they apparently have this recording. And Trump knew he was being recorded. Trump, see, as president, I could have declassified it. Staffer, yeah, laugher, laughter. Trump, now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. Staffer, yeah, laughter, now we have a problem. Trump, isn't that interesting? At the time of this exchange, the writer, publisher, and Trump's two staff members did not have a security, did not have security clearances or any need to know any classified information about a plan of attack on country A. And obviously, they don't tell you what country A is. 
I'm very disappointed in all of you. Told you exactly when the live stream was going to be, and some of you had a lot to say in the comments, but I don't see you here. Number 35. In August of September, in August or September 2021, when he was no longer president, Trump met in his office at the Bedminster Club with a representative of his political action committee, the PAC representative. So they touched on this earlier, and this is just going into detail. During the meeting, Trump commented that an ongoing military operation in Country B was not going well. See, it's funny because there are some context clues as to what countries uh, they're talking about here. Trump showed the PAC representative a classified map of Country B and told the PAC representative that he should not be showing the map to the PAC representative and not to get too close. The PAC representative did not have a security clearance or any need-to-know classified information about the military operation. So number 36 goes back to another past statement Trump has made in regard to classified documents. This section, Trump's production of 15 cardboard boxes to the National Archives and Records Administration. Number 37, beginning in May 2021, the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, which was responsible for archiving presidential records, repeatedly demanded that Trump turn over presidential records that he had kept after his presidency. On multiple occasions, beginning in June, NARA warned Trump through his representative that if he did not comply, it would refer the matter of the missing records to the Department of Justice. So there you go. He was apparently told repeatedly through his representatives. Number 38. Between November 2021 and January 2022, NADA and Trump employee two at Trump's direction brought boxes from the storage room to Trump's residence for Trump to review. And then the next one, it just shows... On November 12th, or so item 39, on November 12th, 2021, Trump employee 2 provided Trump a photograph of his boxes in the storage room by taping it to one of the boxes that Trump employee 2 had placed in Trump's residence. Trump employee 2 provided Trump the photograph so that Trump could see how many of his boxes were stored in the storage room. The photograph shown below depicted a wall of the storage room against which dozens of Trump's boxes were stacked. So again, for those on the audio stream, I'm showing these photos. So if you hear a brief pause, I'm just showing the photo to the camera. So then it's just the next couple of sections are just the employee talking to Nada about the boxes and the status of the boxes. This is kind of irre not irrelevant, but it's not pertinent to our discussion. Um, but like I said, you can read the indictment in full. This is just outlining the communications regarding the boxes in the storage room between the Trump employee and NADA. So then jumping to item 46, on January 17th, 2022, Trump employee 2 and NADA gathered 15 boxes from Trump's resident residence, loaded the boxes in NADA's car, and took them to a commercial truck for delivery to NARA. NARA, again, for those who might just be joining, is the National Archives. Number 47, when interviewed by the FBI in May 2022 regarding the location and movement of boxes before the production to NARA, NADA made false and misleading statements as set forth in count 38 of this indictment, including A, falsely stating 
that he was not aware of Trump's boxes being brought to Trump's resident for his review. Trump's residence, sorry, for his review. Trump provided 15 boxes to NARA in January 2022. Now, prior to that, they just outlined all the communication regarding those boxes, so that is a false statement. B, falsely stating that he did not know how the boxes that he and Trump employee two brought from Trump's residence to the commercial truck for delivery to NARA on January 17th, 2022, had gotten to the residence. And C, when asked whether he knew where Trump's boxes had been stored before they were in Trump's residence and whether they had been in a secure and locked location, Nada falsely responded, I wish, I wish I could tell you, I don't know, I don't. I honestly just don't know. I'm kind of surprised at the just sheer stupidity because if you're trying to hide something, you've got text threads. Like, come on. Number 48. When the 15 boxes that Trump had provided reached NARA in January 2022... NARA reviewed the contents and determined that 14 of the boxes contains documents, so 14 out of the 15, contained documents with classification markings. Specifically, as the FBI later determined, the boxes contained 197 documents with classification markings, of which 98 were marked secret, 30 were marked top secret, and the remainder were marked confidential. Some of those documents also contained SCI and SAP markings. Now, again, we tackled this on the uh, earlier podcast is SCI and SAP are not as intense as they sound. Um, they're just, they're a classification marking for a classified document. It doesn't make it more or less secret. It's just how, what type of secrecy it is, but they, the article we cited in that one and the indictment, see they go out of their way to make it sound like it's a bigger deal, but it's, it's just a classification of, uh, It's a classification of confidential. Uh, Item 49, on February 9th, 2022, NARA referred the discovery of classified documents in Trump's boxes to the Department of Justice for investigation. Now, the next section, just two items, it's the FBI and grand jury investigates. We've already covered this. It just gives the dates. So the defendant's concealment of boxes is the next section. Item 52. On May 11th, 2022, the grand jury issued a subpoena, the May 11th subpoena, to the office of Donald J. Trump requiring the production of all documents with classification markings in the possession, custody, or control of Trump or the office of Donald J. Trump. Two attorneys representing Trump, Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2, informed Trump of the May 11th subpoena, and he authorized Trump Attorney 1 to accept service. Item 53. On May May 22, 2022, Nada entered the storage room at 3.47 p.m. and left approximately 34 minutes later carrying one of Trump's boxes. 54. On May 23, 2022, Trump met with Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2 at the Mar-a-Lago Club to discuss the response to the May 11th subpoena, Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2 told Trump that they needed to search for documents that would be responsive to the subpoena and provide a certification that there had been compliance with the subpoena. Trump, in sum and substance, made the following statements, among others, as memorialized by Trump Attorney 1. So this is Trump Attorney 1's testimony. 
saying this is essentially what Trump said. A, I don't want anybody looking. I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking through my boxes. B, well, what if we, what happens if we just don't respond at all or don't play ball with them? C, wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? D, well, look, isn't it better if they, if there are no documents? So once again, that is the testimony of Trump attorney one. They do not have a recording as far as I can tell, or as far as laid out here. So again, we have a, we have a tendency in this, in this country lately that if somebody says something, if they're in my camp, it's gotta be true. Now, maybe this is true. I don't know. I wasn't there. Now, to be fair, I, this seems like something Trump would do. So I'm inclined to believe it, but also we have to point out that these attorneys, it's in their vested interest because I, Ben Shapiro said this, and I totally under, I totally agree with it. The worst job on planet earth is being Donald Trump's lawyer because I'm paraphrasing Shapiro here. So I don't want to take credit for this. Like when you're a lawyer, you want your client to do two things. The first one is to shut up. And the second one is don't write anything down. That's incriminating. When it comes to Trump, you want him to not talk and not write anything because Trump has a history of incriminating himself. But when you're, when, when, when you're Trump's lawyer, your client does both those things in rapid succession multiple times in a single day. So these attorneys do have a vested interest in separating themselves from this. Now, Trump's new defense may... I'm not sure if these are his attorneys for his defense. I Probably not. Oh, no, they can't be. They testified. So Trump's defense might be they're lying. They're just trying to distance themselves. They were collaborating. Now, that would be a kind of ipso facto admission of guilt, but I digress. Item 55. While meeting with Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2 on May 23rd, Trump, in sum and substance, told the following story as memorialized by Trump Attorney 1. Attorney, he was great. I'm going to do this as Trump. He was great. He did a great job. You know what he said? And he said that it that it was him, that he was the one who deleted all of her emails, the 30,000 emails, because they basically dealt with her scheduling and her going to the gym and her having beauty appointments. And he was great. And he so he didn't get in any trouble because he said that he was the one who deleted them. He's referring to Hillary Clinton there. So this may, Trump related the story more than once that day. So this may be him kind of saying this. He wants his lawyers to, quote, get rid of the documents, I think is what they're asserting. Number 56, on May 23rd, Trump also confirmed his understanding that Trump Attorney 1, that Trump Attorney 1 would return to the Mar-a-Lago Club on June 2nd to search for any documents with classification markings to produce in response to the May 11th subpoena. The Trump Trump Attorney 1 made it clear to Trump that the that Trump Attorney 1 would conduct the search for responsive documents by looking through Trump's boxes that he had been transported from the White House and remained in storage at the Mar-a-Lago Club. Trump indicated that he wanted to be at the Mar-a-Lago Club when Trump Attorney 1 returned to review the boxes on June 2nd and that Trump would change his summer plan plans to do so. Trump told Trump Attorney 2 that Trump Attorney 2 did not need to be present for the review of boxes. The next item just says that Trump did, in fact, delay his summer plans 
58, between Trump's May 23rd meeting with Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 2 to discuss the May 11th subpoena and June 2nd when Trump Attorney 1 returned to the Mar-a-Lago Club to review the boxes in the storage room, Nada removed, at Trump's direction, a total of approximately 64 boxes from the storage room and brought them to Trump's residence as set forth below. A. On May 24th, between 5.30 p.m. and 5.38 p.m., Nada removed three boxes from the storage room. B. On May 30th, 2022, at 9.08 a.m., Trump and Nada spoke by phone for approximately 30 minutes. Between 10.02 a.m. and 11.51 a.m., Nada removed a total of approximately 50 boxes from the storage room. On May 30th, 2022, at 12.33 p.m., a Trump family member texted Nada, which this is freaking Melania. It's either Melania or Ivanka. Good afternoon, Walt. Happy Memorial Day. I saw you put boxes to POTUS room. Just FYI, and I will tell him as well, not sure how many he wants to take on Friday on the plane. We will not have room for them. Plane will be full with luggage. Thank you, Nada replied. Good afternoon, ma'am. Smiley face emoji. Thank you so much. I think he wanted to pick from them. I don't imagine him wanting to take the boxes. He told me to put them in the room and that he was going to talk to you about them. D, on June 1st, 2022, beginning at 12.52 p.m., Nada removed approximately 11 boxes from the storage room. So that is a grand total. Let's see. 11.50, so 61. 64 boxes removed from the storage room. In between Trump meeting with his attorneys and before June 2nd when his uh, attorney was supposed to come back. So the next section is just Trump and his number one attorney making sure that they were going to meet on June 2nd. Then 1661, talk about... So 60 just talks about... I'll just read them because they're short. 60, on June 2nd, 2022, the day that Trump Attorney 1 was scheduled to review Trump's boxes in the storage room, Trump spoke with Nada on the phone at 9.29 a.m. for approximately 24 seconds. Item 64. Later that day, between 12.33 p.m. and 12.52 p.m., Nada and an employee of the Mar-a-Lago Club moved approximately 30 boxes from Trump's residence to the storage room. So they brought the boxes back. 62. In sum, between May 23, 2022 and June 2, 2022, before Trump Attorney 1's review of Trump's boxes in the storage room, Nada, at Trump's direction, moved approximately 64 boxes from the storage room to Trump's residence and brought the storage room only and brought to the storage room only approximately 30 boxes. Neither Trump or Nada informed Trump attorney one of this information. So the next section is the false certification to the FBI and the grand jury. So 63 item 63 just reminds mm -hmm. us that Trump attorney one is coming to the Mar-a-Lago club to go through the boxes on June 2nd, 2022. So this is item 64. Between 3.53 p.m. and 6.23 p.m., Trump Attorney 1 reviewed the contents of Trump's boxes in the storage room. Trump Attorney 1 located 38 documents with classification markings inside the boxes, which Trump Attorney 1 removed and placed in a red-walled folder. Trump Attorney 1 contacted Nada and asked him to bring clear duct tape to the storage room, which Nada did. Trump Attorney 1 used the clear duct tape to seal the red-walled folder with the documents with classification markings inside. 
Item 65. For those of you just joining us, we're going through the um, indictment here. We're at item number 65 now, probably, yeah, right a little over halfway through the pertinent information because there's a lot at the end of this, again, just a restatement of facts. So number 65, after Trump Attorney 1 finished sealing, and if you're just joining us, want to remind you, there's a link in the description. It's the first item in the description where you can check out a digital copy of this, like the a digital copy of the indictment, so you can read it for yourself, because I'm not reading it word for word. I'm just going over pertinent sections, sections that I feel are pertinent. Okay, 65. After Trump Attorney 1 finished sealing the Redwell folder containing the documents with classification markings that he had found inside Trump's boxes, Nada took Trump Attorney 1 to a dining room in the Mar-a-Lago Club to meet with Trump. After Trump Attorney 1 confirmed that he was finished with his search of the storage room, Trump asked, quote, Did you find anything? Is it bad? Good? 66. Trump and Trump Attorney 1 then discussed what to do with the Redwald folder containing documents with classification markings and whether Trump Attorney 1 should bring them to his hotel room and put them in the safe there. During the conversation, Trump made a plucking motion as memorialized by Trump Attorney 1. Quote, he made a funny motion as though, well, okay, why don't you take them with you to your hotel room and if there's anything really bad in there, like, you know, and that was the motion that he made. He didn't say that. Because it says in the it says in the indictment, like, you know, pluck it out. But he's saying that Trump didn't say pluck it out. He's saying that he made the motion. 67. That evening, Trump Attorney 1 contacted the Department of Justice and requested that an FBI agent meet him at the Mar-a-Lago Club the next day, June 3rd, so that he could turn over the documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena. Item 68. Also that evening, Trump Attorney 1 contacted another Trump Attorney, Trump Attorney 3, and asked her if she would come to the Mar-a-Lago Club the next morning to act as a custodian of records and signed a certification regarding the search for documents with classification markings in response to the May 11th subpoena. Trump Attorney, Trump Attorney 3, who had no role in the review of Trump's boxes in the storage room, agreed. Item 69. The next day on June 3rd, 2022, at Trump Attorney 1's request, Trump Attorney 3 signed a certification as the custodian of records for the office of Donald J. Trump and took it to the Mar-a-Lago Club to provide it to the Department of Justice and FBI. In the certification, Trump Attorney 3, who performed no search of, Trump box, of Trump's boxes, had not reviewed the May 11th subpoena and had not reviewed the contents of the Redwell folder, stated, among other things, that, quote, based upon the information that had been provided to her, A, a diligent search was conducted of the boxes that were removed from the White House to Florida. B, this search was conducted after receipt of the subpoena in order to locate any and all documents that are responsive to the subpoena. And C, any and all responsive documents accompanying this certification. Accompany this certification. Item 70. These statements were false because, among other reasons, Trump had directed NADA to remove to move boxes before Trump Attorney 1's June 2nd review, so that many boxes were not searched and many documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena could not be found and, in fact, were not found by Trump Attorney 1. 71. Shortly after Trump Attorney 3 executed the false certification, on June 3rd, 2022, Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 3 met at the Mar-a-Lago Club with, a personal, with personnel from the Department of Justice and FBI. Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 3 turned over the Redwell folder containing documents with classification markings, as well as the false certification signed by Trump Attorney 3 as custodian of records. 
Trump, who had delayed his departure from the Mar-a-Lago club, joined Trump Attorney 1 and Trump Attorney 3 for some of the meeting. Trump claimed to the Department of Justice and FBI that he was, quote, an open book. Item 72, earlier that same day, NADA and others loaded several of Trump's boxes along with other items on aircraft and flew Trump and his family north for the summer. So, just condensing all that down, Trump had employees, according, according to the indictment, I want to be crystal clear about this, according to the indictment, Trump's lawyer scheduled the time to come to the Mar-a-Lago club to go through documents and search for anything that would be relevant to the subpoena. Trump directed his former, I guess you could say his former, um, what did he say he was, like his formal a- former aide, along with employees of the Mar-a-Lago club who worked for Trump, to remove boxes from the premises, theoretically they're asserting, so that Trump could go through them and pluck out documents and then return boxes that wouldn't contain anything classified. Trump attorney one conducted his search, put it all in a folder. Then Trump attorney one asked an attorney who had not been present during the inspection to act as a custodian of records, thus making the, uh, the certification false given to the FBI. And then on the same day that they gave the information over to the department of justice, (laughs) Trump's aide and others put the boxes that they displaced onto the plane so that they could go with Trump. Theoretically, to hide them, is I guess what they're asserting. So the next session is the court-authorized search of the Mar-a-Lago Club. 73, in July 2022, the FBI and grand jury obtained and reviewed surveillance video from the Mar-a-Lago Club showing the movement of boxes set forth above. Now... The one thing I really took away from this is just the sheer stupidity of it all. Because you know they can they can get your surveillance footage. They can get your text messages. They can get all of this. I guess they were just hoping, again, assuming all of this is true and accurate, true and accurate. Like I just the sheer stupidity of it if this is in fact accurate. Item 74, on August 8, 2022, the FBI executed a court-authorized search warrant at the Mar-a-Lago Club. The search warrant authorized the FBI to search for and seize, among other things, all documents with classification markings. 75, during the execution of the warrant at the Mar-a-Lago Club, the FBI seized 102 documents with classification markings in Trump's office and the storage room as follows. In In Trump's office, they found 27 documents, six of which were top secret, 18 secret, three confidential. In the storage room, they found 75 documents, 11 top secret, 36 secret, 28 confidential. Okay, so the next session counts 1 through 31. It's just stating that on or about the dates set forth in the table below, in Palm Beach County, in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, having uh, having unauthorized possession of access to and control over documents relating to the national defense, did willfully retain the documents and failed to deliver them to the officer and employee of the United States entitled to receive them. That is, Trump, without authorization, retained at the Mar-a-Lago Club documents relating to the national defense, including 
the following. So then it goes through and lists all the counts. I'm not going to go through every count. However, some of these... So I'm sorry. Okay, so each... So then it goes through a list of the documents. Now, obviously, they're not telling you what's in the document, but they tell you the nature of the documents. So some of these are highlighted. Again, you can read the entire indictment. Link is in the description. So document number five is a top secret document, document dated June 2020 concerning nuclear capabilities of a foreign country. I, uh, document number seven, uh, labeled secret, document dated October 21st, 2018, concerning communications with the leader of a foreign country. Number eight, document dated October 4th, 2019, concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. There's a few like that. Uh, document nine, Undated document concerning military attacks by a foreign country. Document 11, no marking. Now, isn't this interesting? The reason I'm bringing this one up is they're alleging that this document was classified, but it has no marking by their own admission. Now, granted, this is just one of many documents, but it's interesting because this document... Undated document concerning military contingency planning of the United States was not marked secret, was not marked top secret, was not marked confidential. It had no markings whatsoever. Why is this in an indictment, this particular document? Food for thought. Uh, document number 19. Undated document. This one was marked secret. Formerly, so this one was marked secret, formerly restricted data. So is it now no longer classified? Legitimate question. Um, undated document concerning nuclear weaponry of the United States. That's a big one. That's uh, that's that's potentially a big one. Uh, document number 20. Top secret. Redacted. Undated document concerning timeline and details of attack in a foreign country. How much you want to bet it was new Ukraine? I bet it was Ukraine. Not the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I mean, um, the insurgencies in the Donbass region. So that's all the kind of big documents I thought stood out. So this next session, count 32, conspiracy to obstruct justice. 78, just saying that the general allegations of this indictment are re-alleged and fully incorporated here by reference. Conspiracy and its objects. Number 79. From on or about May 11, 2022, through in or around August 2022, in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere, the defendants Donald J. Trump and Waltine Nauta did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate, and agree with each other and with others known and unknown to the grand jury to engage in misleading conduct toward another person and corruptly persuade another person to withhold a record, document, and other object from an official proceeding in violation of United States Code 18 United States Code 1512B2A, and to corruptly conceal a record, document, 
and other object from the official proceeding in violation of 18 United States Code 1512C1. The purpose of the conspiracy. Number 80. The purpose of the conspiracy was for Trump to keep classified documents he had taken with him from the White House and to hide and conceal them from the federal grand jury. I mean, it certainly seems that way if, again, if we are assuming that everything in the indictment is accurate. Next section is the manner and means of conspiracy. Number 81, the manner and means by which the defendants sought to accomplish the objects and purpose of the conspiracy included, among other things, I always hate it when a legal document, especially an indictment, includes and other things. The following, A, suggesting that Trump attorney one falsely represent to the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have documents called for by the May 11th subpoena. B, moving boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump attorney one, the FBI, and the grand jury. C, suggesting that Trump attorney one hire destroyed documents called for by the May 11th subpoena. D, providing to the FBI and grand jury just some of the documents called for by the May 11th subpoena while Trump claimed he was cooperating fully. E, causing a false certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury representing that all documents with the classification markings have been produced when in fact they had not. And so isn't E technically not on Trump and not, huh? Well, I get, mm, no, that's not what, never mind. Because Trump attorney one kind of dropped the ball with the custodian of records, but it still would have been a false certification. Never mind. That's what happens when you think out loud. F. Making false and misleading statements to the FBI, all in violation of Title 18, United States Code, Section 1512K. Count 33, withholding a document or record. Item 83, from on or about May 11th, so now we're going through the actual counts. From on or about May 11, 2022, through in or around August 2022 in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere, the defendants Donald J. Trump and Waltine Nauta did knowingly engage in misleading conduct toward another person and knowingly corruptly persuade and attempt to persuade another person with intent to cause and induce any person to withhold a record document or another object from an official proceeding that is, one, Trump attempted to persuade Trump Attorney 1 to hide and conceal documents from a federal grand jury, and two, Trump and Nauta misled Trump Attorney 1 by moving boxes that contained documents with classification markings so that Trump Attorney 1 would not find the documents and produce them to the federal grand jury, all in violation of Title 18, United States Code, Sections 1512, B2A, and 2. So basically, they're going through the counts now. So, Count 34 is alleging Trump and Nada hid and concealed boxes that contained documents with classification markings from Trump Attorney 1 so that Trump Attorney 1 would not find the documents and produce them through federal grand jury, essentially stating the same thing. And again, count 35 is stating much of the same thing. Count 36 is stating much of the same thing. As is count 37, although it goes into more detail about how they're saying that a diligent search, this is pretty much uh, dealing with the certification from what I understand. Count 38, false statements and representations, item 94, 
On May 26, 2022, Nada participated in a voluntary interview with the FBI. During the interview, the FBI explained to Nada that the FBI was investigating how classified documents had been kept at the Mar-a-Lago Club, and the FBI asked Nada questions about the location and movement of Trump's boxes before Trump provided 15 boxes to the National Archives on January 17, 2022. Nada was represented by counsel, and the FBI advised Nada that the interview was voluntary and they could leave at any time. The FBI also advised Nada that it was a criminal offense to lie to the FBI. The interview was recorded. 90, item 95. Honor about May 26, 2022, in Palm Beach County, in the Southern District of Florida, and elsewhere, the defendant, Waltine Nauta, in a matter within the jurisdiction of the executive branch of the United States government, did knowingly and willfully make a materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement and representation. That is, in a voluntary interview during a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Nauta was asked the following question and gave the following false answers. Question, does any, are you aware of any boxes being brought to his home, his suite, Answer, no. Question, all right. So so to the best of your knowledge, you're saying that those boxes that you brought onto the truck, first time you ever laid eyes on them was just the day when Trump employee two needed you to answer, correct. Question, to take them, okay. Question, and knowing that we're trying to track the life of these boxes and where they could have been kept and stored and all that kind of stuff, answer, mm-hmm. Question, do you have any information that could and would that could help us understand like where they were kept, how they were kept, where they were secured, where they locked, something that makes the intelligence community feel better about these things, you know? Answer, I wish, I wish I could tell you, I don't know, I don't, I honestly just don't know. So this is the full conversation that was mentioned earlier. Question, and what, so, so you only saw the 15 boxes, 15, 17 boxes? Answer, mm-hmm. Question, the day of the move? Even they just showed up that day? Answer, they were in Pine Hall. Trump employee two just asked me, hey, can we move some boxes? Question, okay. Answer, and I was like, okay. Question, so you didn't know, had no idea how they got there before? Answer, no. Item number six, the underscored statements and representations above were false as not a new that one, Nada did in fact know that the boxes in Pine Hall had come from the storage room as Nada himself with the assistance of Trump employee two, had moved the boxes from the storage room to Pine Hall, and two, Nada had observed the boxes in and moved them to the various locations in the Mar-a-Lago Club, all in violation of Title 18 United States Code Section 1001A2. And there is a signed statement from Jack Smith of the FBI. So the next pages are just basically the court documents being filled out. I believe we are actually done, unless there was something at the end. Yeah, so we are done. Because the next few pages go over the counts and the maximum and mandatory mandatory minimum, minimum uh, sentences. So that is the entire indictment. Now, let's see. I don't know how long we've been going here. Oh, only a little over an hour. I thought it would take longer. Like I said, it's not a very long document. You can absolutely read it uh, in a very short amount of time, especially since a lot of it is repeated language, which is why I didn't go through all the counts because a lot of them, like 40% of most of them is just restating things, and some of it is verbatim because they have to in legal speak. Okay. So kind of my thoughts after reading the entire indictment are... 
So when Trump was indicted in New York, I agreed with many who said they didn't have much of a case and they kind of had to bend certain aspects of the law, i.e. the statute of limitations and stuff. Now, listen, when it comes to New York, do I think Trump falsified business records? Absolutely. Do I think all politicians falsify business records? Absolutely. Now, do I think Trump had unauthorized possession of classified documents? Well, we know that. They found them. So we know that. Do I think that he knowingly was in possession and he knew that he wasn't supposed to have them? I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not sure if he knew at the time of taking them. It's very hard to get a read on Donald Trump's mind and what happens in there. Now, do I think at some point he was made aware of this and he decided, fuck him, I'm going to keep him anyway? That's a very Trump thing to do. And I want to stress this to the Trump crowd in here. I'll be honest, I don't know as if they'd be making, the media would be making a huge deal about it, let's be real. Just the fact that Trump had taken classified documents, even if it had been an accident, the media would have been all over that. But as far as the Department of Justice is concerned, I don't know that they would have made a very big deal out of this, because they gave him a lot of time to just return the documents. The simplest thing would have been for him to just return the documents, and he could have even said, listen, I wanted to go through this stuff because I'm working on a book, could we maybe go through some of this stuff? And I think that would have been perfectly legit. I don't know what the exact process is, but I would think they would have been willing to work with him or at least work with giving him copies of what he wanted and the archives had their copies and everybody was happy. But, and I stress again, I'm more concerned about the precedent that this is setting because Hillary Clinton wasn't indicted. Now, whether you think she was innocent or not, she was in possession of classified documents that she wasn't supposed to have, certainly not on a private server. And we know she shared them with other people because they found them on Anthony Weiner's computer. Not all of them, but some of them. And most concerning is she directed her lawyers to destroy all of them. So that's concerning. And then you've got Joe Biden, who once again, I'll be honest, I think his was just pure, not even negligence, just pure incompetence. I'm pretty sure, yeah, move those boxes or just put them in the garage. Pretty sure. Because if, if, if I don't really understand why Joe Biden would want classified information at his home, which maybe there's reasons, I don't know. But you got to love the fact how, and he's allegedly fully cooperating, yeah, Trump said he was fully cooperating too, by the way. You, sh you just gotta love the fact how anytime Hunter is brought up, anytime the alleged bribery, i.e. Joe Biden receiving $5 million from a foreign national on multiple occasions, come up, you know, the press, for the most part, not the right-wing press, but the general press, the big media, and especially, you know, the current administration, they all scoff at that idea. And yet, like, just investigate it. Just like many people said with Trump, just investigate it. If he's guilty, he's guilty. If he's innocent, he's innocent. The investigation will figure this out. That points to, much like Trump not wanting an investigation, Biden not wanting an investigation points to me that there's guilt here in some way, shape, or form. So I think my ideal thing would be, I'd like everybody to be investigated, frankly, but if you're not going to investigate anyone, 
Consider the optics, Democrats, Democratic leadership here. Consider the optics of this. Even if this is legitimate, it's going, we're going into an election year. It's, the election has realistically already started. We're going, the primaries are first, obviously, but the election is going. People have announced their candidacy. People are running for president. Your bigot, you are currently investigating, well, no, you're, you've indicted your largest political rival, your nemesis, as it were. The optics of that don't look good. It certainly doesn't look good uh, to Trump's base, but let's be real, nothing the Biden administration does looks good for Trump's base, even if it's things they would like. This is really, I keep saying it, this whole election is going to come down to the independents because there's the camp that loves Trump, will always love Trump, no matter what he does. Trump's the best. You know, even if he's found guilty of this, they'd be like, ah, you know, what's the big deal? It's not like he was sharing it with people, even though according to the indictment he was... And then you've got the camp that just decided from day one that Trump is the devil, i.e. the people who were screaming and crying when he won the election in 2016. So you've got that camp. What it's really going to come down to and how this plays out is going to affect how independents view Trump. And that, this entire election, no matter how far it goes for Trump or DeSantis or even Biden, this is all going to be decided by independents because the two camps are already firmly established. There are people that have already decided they're going to vote for the Democrat, which presumably is Biden, because the DNC has come out and said they're not going to hold a primary. So the only way Biden's not getting that nomination is if somehow he dies before, you know, before Election Day. So they might want to have a number two backup, which, by the way, I saw today that Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, was on the Joe Rogan experience. So I'm going to make a note to watch that, but I haven't had a chance to yet. I've still got to finish Andrew Tate on uh, Valuetainment, the PVD podcast. That's like almost five hours. That's a doozy. But let's assume that Trump is found guilty here. Just for a moment, let's uh, have a fan- let's you know have a hypothetical situation here. Let's assume that Trump is found guilty on this. What do I think is going to happen? I don't think he'll serve any jail time, and if he does serve jail time, it's going to be very, very minimal jail time. I think this is honestly them jumping on an opportunity to try to make Trump ineligible to run for president. I truly, truly believe that. Because this may be more common than we think. We just don't hear about it. I mean, going back and forth with the National Archives with the former president. I do believe it's politically motivated, but Trump's not helping himself here, which that story of Trump, right? You know, I do honestly believe that from day one, there was a witch hunt for Donald Trump. But Trump has never, ever been (laughs) the best friend and aide to Donald Trump. So that being said, if they succeed, Andy becomes ineligible. It will be interesting, though, if during all of this happening, they approach him and try to plea him down for maybe just becoming, like, plead down to a felony, but will mark it, you know, like, massively reduced sentence, yada, yada, yada but you will be ineligible to run for president in the United States. That would be very interesting. And honestly, that's when Trump can kind of latch onto this and say, see, I told you this was politically motivated. And that may be his best defense, if we're being honest. Trump could say that, listen, this happens all the time. They're just coming after me because I'm a political rival. You know, they wouldn't have a problem with it if I wasn't running for president. They wouldn't be 
doing this if they didn't think I was going to beat Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe. So it will be interesting because the people on the left have a tendency to, they always think they've got Trump. Now, this is probably, this is by far the best case against him I've ever seen because everything up to this point has been relatively weak, but they allegedly have recordings of him acknowledging that he knowingly had classified information that he wasn't supposed to have and that he didn't declassify it when he was president. That's kind of a smoking gun. Now, maybe not all counts, but that's probably why they're throwing they're throwing everything at him. And they're hoping just one sticks because, like, like again, at the end of the indictment, it goes through counts 1 through 31. I'll have a maximum term of imprisonment of 10 years with no minimum. Actually, that's interesting. Let's go through this real quick. Do any of these have a minimum sentence, I wonder? Oops, I messed up. I got rid of the chat somehow. There it is. Well, where? Okay, got it back up. Sorry about that. So counts 1 through 31 have no mandatory minimum sentence for imprisonment. Count 32, no minimum term of imprisonment. Count 33, no minimum term. Count 34, 35, 36, 37. Wow. Wow. Trump has no charges with mandatory minimum sentences. Interesting. Interesting. And for the record, it doesn't seem like Nauta does either. So none of these charges have a minimum sentence. What do you think is going to happen, America? I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I think Trump is going to be approached because, once again, the left in their hubris thinks that they've got him. They think, I'm going to make a prediction here, and it's, it's, it's a hot take and it's a bold prediction. But this is honestly what I think is going to happen. And I want to preface this with, Trump is not my first choice for president. He's not. But if it came down, I'll, I'll say this on record, if it comes down between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, I will be voting for Donald Trump just because my wallet can't take four more years of Joe Biden. Um, but he's not my first choice. I don't particularly like Trump. I liked the Trump economy. Uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and I, I do give credit where credit's due. Trump had multiple opportunities. Now, granted, there were multiple times where he tried, or he allegedly tried to take more power than he could, but the system of checks and balances worked. But there were times where Trump could have exercised legitimate authority and refused to do so, uh, opting instead for negotiation. But I digress. So my hot take. I think you're going to see them try to approach Trump for a plea deal. And I think the plea deal will be something similar to, listen, just plead guilty. You won't serve any jail time. No super duper fines. But since you, and they're not even going to say this part, since he would plead guilty, he would apparently not be eligible to run for president. Now, I think this is going to come particularly late in the game because there's this other notion that this is going to happen super fast. Like, I want to remind everybody, Trump is not even due back in court for the New York uh, indictment until December of this year. So Trump is probably not even going to see the inside of a courtroom again because he's already been arraigned and a judge has been assigned. He's probably not going to see the inside of a courtroom until 2024. So this is not going to be a quick process. 
So I do believe you're going to see them approach Trump. And boy, if they do that, that's going to just confirm everything. And they'll do it too, because they're, again, the hubris of the left. And don't get me wrong, the right has its hubris too. But we're talking about the left right now. The hubris of the left. Once again, they think they've got him. They have to prove that all this is real, though. Now, I believe they have the recorded... Sorry, I believe they have the recorded conversations. I believe they have the surveillance footage. I believe they have the text messages. They can still screw it up. Because if they can prove that this was political, this is political targeting, they could at the very least... I, I don't know if they could technically get a mistrial. But if they can show that it was politically motivated, it casts major doubt on the validity of this particular investigation and indictment. And I think they're going to do it. Because ultimately, I think their plan is to make Trump the front runner for the Republican primary and then cut his legs out from under him. And you'll notice, I'm sure DeSantis is speaking here and there, but you're not hearing that much about him out of the major news outlets they're focusing on Trump. Because, this is just my opinion, they know that Ron DeSantis stands a better chance of beating Joe, specifically Joe Biden. This isn't a testament of whether or not more Republicans like him, but in general election, they know that Ron DeSantis will eviscerate Joe Biden. Whereas it's a little bit less clear with Trump. Because as Ben Shapiro has pointed out multiple times, Joe Biden, now, again, so touching on the 2020 election, just my opinion. Do I think it was stolen? No. Do I think it was rigged? Absolutely. We've gone over that multiple times when they changed the rules for unsolicited mail-in ballots. Like, we called that. We said that if they were going to do unrestricted mail-in ballots, that the Democrats were going to win. And we called that. And plus, I mean, there were, what, 60-some-odd court cases that Trump lost all of them? I mean... Like, you can say the system is rigged, but you would think that one might stick when you've got that many, but I digress. So, on the books, Joe Biden has beaten Donald Trump. Now, assuming for a moment that the election was totally legit in every single way, shape, or form, which I I believe it was, but I think the deck was stacked in the Democrats' favor because of how many of the ballots were sourced. Legitimate ballots, but I think they were sourced in a questionable way. So the um, so scoreboard, Joe Biden has beaten Donald Trump. So it makes sense that the Democrats would want to repeat that race because Donald Trump would have to convince all the people that voted for him in 2016 who then lost faith in 2020 to regain their faith again after everything that's happened. And I just I just don't see that happening either. And Ben Shapiro has pointed this out multiple times too. That's That'd be a really hard thing to do. Now, it could happen if it can be brought to light, which the Durham report kind of started doing this. So if it can all be brought to light that all this was bullshit and politically motivated except this, and the only reason this was brought up was because of political motivations, that honestly might get Trump the White House. It just depends on how this goes. Now, another thing about this is we don't know how serious... Now, the one about nuclear capabilities in the United States is concerning, but remember, that one was not marked classified anymore, if I'm reading and understanding that correctly, with no 
marking. Now, it's interesting, once again, that that document was included in the indictment, but it wasn't, it didn't have any markings. So are they assuming it's classified? Does it identify as classified? So that's very interesting. But these documents might very well be meeting minutes. Like, they talk about the nature, but we'll, we will never know what they are unless they're declassified after the investigation. But my question to you is, if these documents are declassified after this, uh, not investigation, but if they're declassified after this case, then what's the big deal? If they could have just been declassified like that, then what's the problem other than the fact that this is kind of a semantic battle? So there's a lot of word vomiting happening right now. But um, I was hoping for more interaction from you and all those people who said that we were stupid and Biden supporters and Trump supporters. I, I'm very disappointed in you. You know, because this was your chance to prove how stupid we were. But I guess you couldn't be bothered to defend your opinion. So hopefully we see you on some after the live stream. But... I think for now we will wrap it up um, in closing. it's. I usually get kind of pumped coming into an election. I get sick of it by about October. Uh, after the, usually after about the VP debate, I'm just, I'm over it. But I tend to get kind of excited because it's, it's kind of fun. There's usually a lot of funny moments. Um, I'm not excited about this one. I think this one's going to be real ugly. Um. And this is actually the first election. I, I'm usually not into this whole like fear mongering thing, but this is honestly the first election where I'm, I'm not going to say I'm scared, but I'm very concerned because I think, I think four more years of Joe Biden. And I want to be crystal clear. I don't mean four more years of a Democrat. I mean, four more years of Joe Biden. I think this could be a fucking disaster. Um, you know, for the scoreboard, just go back. We didn't even, we weren't even able to grade his whole term, but we did a whole podcast where we graded both Donald Trump's presidency and Joe Biden's presidency thus far. I think Donald got a C, if I remember correctly, and Joe Biden got a big fat F. And we tried to be fair, and once again, I invite you all, watch it and put in the comments where you disagree because we're beyond willing to have a conversation. It's the whole point of this. But yeah, I'm very disappointed in you. I'm very disappointed in you all because I don't think any of you that commented actually watch the live stream. So, yeah. Good job showing us. But um, in closing, 2024 is going to be an absolute shit show, and I was kind of looking forward to that year. I think I might have my hopes up for 2025. And here's another thing to consider. What is the Biden administration going to do if Trump or DeSantis wins? You want to talk about, I, I think they might just lay landmines for the on, for the incoming administration, kind of as an afterthought. But that was the Trump indictment. Once again, first item in the description, you can view the indictment. We posted, we made a post on the RT Media blog where it has a direct link to a copy of that indictment. You can read it for yourself, although I venture to guess none of you will. And you'll just talk about how I'm lying and making stuff up or getting it wrong, and you won't even, you're getting it wrong, it's fake news, and you won't even read it yourself because you're, you're too lazy to fucking take not even an hour, probably not even half an hour, to read through. You, skim it. Fucking skim it. Just go to the sections that I read, for fuck's sake. But none of you are going to do that. 
So go ahead. Just tell us all how we're lying, how we're full of shit, whatever. Keep doing it. We don't care. <laughs> um, but in closing, thank you for enjoying this episode of the Average Intelligence Podcast. Uh, hopefully you're a little bit less average and a little bit more intelligent. And for fuck's sake, if we have to explain the name of the podcast one more time, I'm just going to be sick. It's a fucking joke, people. Laugh a little. It'll help you relax. As always, please sure to like, share, and subscribe, even though you probably won't. You'll probably just talk about how stupid we are in the comments and then not do anything, except you'll dislike. You'll for sure dislike. So many people dislike the weirdest stuff, too. It's it's so odd. Um, but yes, please like, share, and subscribe and help the channel go. But thank you to the new subscribers, to the many new subscribers. I was looking forward to seeing you here, but I guess you're going to check it out afterwards. I'm not talking about you guys. You guys are awesome. And if you would rather listen to the podcast rather than watch the video, you can check us out on pretty much all audio podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, all that good stuff. We will see you guys next week. Um, Not sure what we'll talk about yet, but uh, we're open to suggestions. But we will see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. I don't know why I saluted you. That was weird. Have a good night, everybody. Just wave. That's a weird wave.